1: Today, Dressage Radio Show co hosts Reese Kofler Stanfield and Philip Parks answer a listener question Should she use a flash noseband to school if she can't use it to show? And yes, I can't help myself and I toss in my opinion at the end. So, we'll get right to it after this shopping tip from EquestrianCollections.com. <laughs>
0: Hi, Glenn, here with the Horse Radio Network, and it is getting to that time of the year when we start doing certain products from Equestrian Collections, and we have one of those products with Debbie this week.
2: Yeah, this, this week I'm featuring the Parrot Heated Hoses. Now, uh, you know, I really like winter. I, I like the cold, but I really, really hate to have to worry about hoses in the cold. I know, cold. what a pain. <laughs> oh, and you know, you have to pull them out down the hill, be sure they drain, blah, blah, blah. This... Is perfect. You, it has, uh, it's a heated hose. And what it is is there's a piece of that that plugs in to an outlet, and the outlet can be the, that that piece that goes to the outlet is six foot long, so it doesn't have to be in your wash stall, you know, if that's where you do your hoses to fill outside tanks and things like that. Um, and it is, uh, you, you, we have them in three sizes. We have 25, I'm sorry, 12 foot, 25 foot, and 100 foot. So that should take care of any barn it is that you have. Um, it's tested down to 42 degrees Fahrenheit below zero. So, and it's grounded. <clears throat> and this is something that you just heat it in, you plug it in, and within uh, just a few minutes, um, less than 30 minutes, everything should thaw out. And you should have a, a hose all winter long to fill up your outside tanks. Or um, I have a friend who, you know, does buckets inside the stall, and you can get a long enough one and fill up your buckets in your stall. And it, I think this is going to be super. Her. And this is the first year we've offered this, so we're really looking forward to um, to getting uh, some uh, pirate parrot- uh, hoses out there, and I think that everyone will love them.
0: I spent a lot of time with uh, with the guy who does these, invented these at the show last time, and what makes these a little bit different, there are other heated hoses out there that have a, a, a heated tape that's wrapped around the hose. Mm-hmm. This is completely different than that in that the heating element is embedded into the hose material. So that's what makes these one better and two safer than the other hoses that are out there. So yes, that's
2: the thing yeah. um, that I was most concerned about, and and the, these things are great. I, I think everybody who who lives anywhere north of say Florida <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> should give these a try.
0: Definitely, and you search for it's P I R I T. Just search for P I R I T at EquestrianCollections dot com, and that'll bring up all the different hose sizes twelve, twenty five, and one hundred feet, depending on
3: what you need.
4: Have a listener
3: question this is becky from uh new zealand here has a listener question i'm going to try and we've got a brief a size or just make it a little bit shorter here but uh let me see here i have a young this is becky not me okay i have a young thoroughbred who i do a bit of everything with including show hunter. and it says here in new zealand you're not allowed to noseband below the bit for showhunter uh Cavesson is fine but no flash so I need to make sure he goes nicely without one. However, my dressage instructor recommends that I use a flash noseband for dressage to help him learn not to open his mouth. What are your thoughts on the use of nosebands as a training aid? Do you always use them with young horses? Should you be aiming to use, to use a noseband while your horse needs it and then take it off or to always ride with one? Um, if, I need to, if I need my horse to jump without a noseband, do you think it would be better to also do my dressage schooling without one? Thanks very much. Becky. All right, Reese, I'm going to let you take it away here. What do you think?
4: Yeah, that's a good question. And, um, you know, we do deal with a lot of horses off the track here in in Lexington, obviously. We we have a huge population of thoroughbreds. So um, we do use nosebands. I personally am not a fan of not having a noseband on. Um, I don't think that. It's very helpful because I do think the horses open the mouth, and and racehorses typically can be pretty mouthy guys in general. Um, That's a generalization. And all this is, you know, it's really hard to know without seeing the horse.
3: Yeah. Whenever we, yeah, whenever we answer these questions, I guess it's a good disclaimer to say it's very much a generalization, and every horse is. Every
4: horse. And
3: when you're training and when you're dealing with tack, we always have to be able to, you know, start inside the box and be able to go outside the box and change the plan to find out what works for every horse. So yeah. Yeah. No.
4: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that is important. So as a generalization, um, I, I, I typically like flashes or um, you know, we, we've put several horses now in the Mecklen bridles um, and those they're legal now in dressage and also in eventing dressage. And um, a lot of my X-Race horses go really well in that particular nose band. Um, again, it's very specific um, uh, to each horse. Um, but, I'm not a fan of horses going around with their mouths open and the bit sliding through their mouth. So um, I typically like him. And I tell people, you know, everyone's like, well, how tight should you make them? Well, my idea of that is that they should be as tight as your belt. (laughs) If your belt is loose, your pants will fall off. And if your belt's too tight, it's uncomfortable. And it's the same thing for a noseband. You know, it needs to be tight enough that it's... um, that that it's actually doing something, but it doesn't need to be too tight. That it's not. So that's sort of my rule of uh, of them. Philip, how about you?
3: Um, when I start the three year olds, it's almost always in a flash noseband. Um, again, as a generalization, but I just uh, open his mouth to try and fix a problem that that gets kind of created because he didn't have it on. So. Um, some aren't comfortable, and if I, if they're fussy and whatever, then I then I'll take it off and, and experiment with different um, nosebands or different bits. I find a lot of problems is, is not, a lot of problems are created from the bit and not necessarily the noseband. So um, you know I look at different bits before I okay, then I say okay I got to take this off or or adjust it or find a different noseband that's going to work. Um, but I do prefer that almost all the horses go with a flash noseband. Um, it's just a piece of tack it does its job when it needs to and it doesn't do anything when it, when it, when it doesn't need to so um, you know getting back to this email about the problem about her needing to be able to take off the flash noseband or not not to, to ride it I would probably you know in this instance school the horse um, all the time without the noseband and then maybe or all the time with the noseband and then maybe take the noseband off to show it in, uh, in hunters or you know, whatever, and then go back to schooling with that noseband uh, right back on when you go home. Um, again, it does a very important job. You know, a horse can really evade the bit if they can open their mouth and, you know, um, and then you get into problems, like you said, of the bit kind of sliding through the mouth or, you know, all kinds of issues. So um, I would recommend to to try and put the noseband on and to keep it on for at least a couple of weeks to see, you know, that the horse can accept a closed mouth and then uh, and then experiment with how much you want to ride with it and how much you you want to you want to take it off, but uh, uh, flash noseband is great, drop noseband is great, um, and then you know by the time they they get all the way to the to the levels to the FEI levels where you need to ride with a double bridle, you find that they just they know how to accept the bits, and it's not a problem. Obviously, in a double bridle, you you don't ride with a with a flash noseband or any of those types. So they they're along enough in their training that that they they've got the idea that they're not opening their mouth and resisting the bits and then, and then it's not a problem. So, and the same thing as you with the tightness, um, you know, I like to be able to, you know, kind of get a finger in there that, you know, not that you're going to create any, like when the nose bands are too tight, then you're going to create a sore, uh, you know, sore spots in the, um, underneath the nose band. So you definitely don't want to be, you know, making pressure points and making the horse uncomfortable with cranking that thing super tight. I mean, it's just meant to be snug on the horse's mouth, um, the cavison especially, I guess, this is a, a little bit of a, this is good, cause it's a little bit of a pet peeve for me. Um, I see it a lot where the, um, where people ride in a flash noseband where the noseband is way too low. They've got the flash cranked up super tight and the cavison part of the noseband, like, loose. And, I mean, it's just, that's just the wrong use of the tack. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. And, and then the noseband gets pulled well over. Down. The lower part of the yeah. cartilage of the horse's nose, and uh, they can't breathe.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it's a problem.
3: It's a problem. So um, this is good that we get to talk about this a little bit because again, I see it a lot. So what you want is you want that the um, the cavitation part of that nose band, you know, up pretty high. Uh, I like you know kind of a finger or two fingers width away from the cheekbone. Yeah. Um, so you know, go out and look because. Uh, if that noseband is too low, it's cutting off horse's air, and so yeah. and then do up your calves is in the part of the noseband, nice and snug. Again, you know, not super super tight, but snug enough that that noseband is not going to get pulled down by the flash part of the noseband. So that it it it's hard to describe, but you want it just going straight across the horse's nose, not being pulled any lower than uh, than where it kind of does up underneath the underneath the chin of the horse. And that the flash part of the noseband is the looser part, you know. So that's also kind of snug. But if one's going to be loose and one's going to be tight, do the capstan tight and the flash loose. Yeah, that's my two cents, I guess. Hopefully I that it. helps.
4: Yeah, <laughs> hopefully that helps. I love it. That's excellent. You know, it's kind
3: of a straightforward question, and then we get into all <laughs> yeah, kinds of we get it's, talking it's around the bush. <laughs> and, it's <laughs> actually it's yeah.
1: actually a very complicated yeah, question. It's a really complicated. Um, question. It, it sounds simple on the surface, but the whole. Because those nose bands do have a function, mm-hmm. yep. um, and you have a horse that done. is used to wearing one, and a rider who is used to having one. Because, for, you know, they can cover up rider issues. You know, the horse is evading yep. the bit because the rider's not doing his job as well as he could. Um, right. And then you have to remove it. Um, yeah, that, that I can see. That's that's a really valid question for somebody who's doing both dressage competitions and show and hunter other, competitions. Other types yep. of
3: things. Yeah. 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 Sure. So, sure. Um, I think a horse has no problem if they really learn and they school in, the, in a flash to keep their mouth closed. And then when you're ready to show, I mean, if you've got contact issues anyways, maybe, maybe it's time to go home and school a little bit yeah. more and get, yeah. get your hands they, educated. And yeah. then, the good uh, news
1: there is that show hunters are not required to carry themselves in as athletic a frame. As a dressage horse, if you, if you have a dressage horse that can do first level, he can do show hunters. So it's, it's not putting a a whole ton of stress on those, those aids.
3: Yeah. I think that's putting, going back to what I was talking about. Whereas in the show hunters, you don't need as solid a a connection. You actually want the horse a little bit, uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit to be accepting kind of a looser range. A little freer. Yeah. And a little bit more free. Yeah. So the horse should be much happier. Um, you know, if you're pulling them around the, the, sh- the hunter course, there's a little bit of an issue there, too. So. But that gets, <laughs> right. into, that gets into a whole yeah. weird dressage radio show. So stick out, stick we'll do that on the on. next
1: episode. Yeah. Yes, the next episode.
3: <laughs> a whole different show on. Yeah, well.
1: well, that pretty much takes care of it. And you can find lots more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the topics drop down menu on the left. And you can listen to the Dressage Radio show at dressageradio.com. And now you can have all of your Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our new free app for iPhone and Android. Just go to your App Store and search for Horse Radio Network. Download it today, it's awesome and free. And don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they really do make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.